It is a sweet sound, isn't it? God really is sweet. And He gets sweeter by the day. Doesn't He? Good morning, church. I'm Jay Holbert. I bring you lots of good news from our singles ministry this morning. We are privileged and honored to come serve you guys, to join a part of the body here, a body where God is really moving. And we've got a lot of good stuff planned today because we're concluding our series on freedom. Don't we have some good preaching here? I don't know how Steve and Brian and Martine and all these brothers do it every week. I mean, I didn't sleep the last three nights. So, so I'm wondering what it must feel like to do this all the time. I've got a lot of respect, love for the body and for what the work the brothers do here. But thank God for the Holy Spirit, for family, and for Starbucks. That's keeping me going this morning. Um, I'll be preaching out of the book of Galatians today, so you want to turn your Bibles there and have that ready. Uh, chapters 5 and 6. But we're going to talk about freedom today. At the end of this series, everyone should be fully equipped to give a lesson on freedom. Freedom in America, freedom biblically, freedom in the church, freedom in your own life. But it's really important because of the great sacrifice that our freedom came. Jesus Christ cannot be diminished. Our freedom came at a cost. So we're going to examine some scriptures in mind. And I want you to ask yourself one question through today's lesson. What will you do with your freedom? What will you do with your freedom? Take a look at this quote. There we go. Take a look at this quote from Viktor Frankl. He was a Jewish neurologist, psychiatrist, psychologist, and Holocaust survivor. So he knew a thing or two about freedom being stripped away from him. He said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Um, he wrote that from a book, Man's Search for Meaning. And it talks about how do you keep yourself motivated? What gives you the desire to want to be alive when all else looks dim? And what we do know from this is, is one thing. There is a space. There is a space where we all have to make a choice. There is a space where we as Christians decide to exercise our faith and exercise our obedience to God because that's what's going to determine our outcome. We know that many people don't do that. It wouldn't take you very far to go outside the four walls here and realize that there are a lot of people who do not choose Christ, who do not choose righteousness, who do not choose doing it God's way. And what do they get for that? Don't we all reap what we sow? Isn't the Bible true whether we agree with it or not? You can choose to do some of the most craziest things. God's not forcing you. You can choose to be immoral. You can choose to lie. You can choose to cheat. But what are you going to pay for that? What's going to happen? What's going to happen to your marriage? What's going to happen to your heart? What's going to happen to your loved ones around you? We have a choice. But let's choose God. Let's choose faith and obedience. Um, 
So faith, as a Christian, is God's promises. It's where we totally depend on Him. Isn't that true? Isn't it true that freedom is a privilege? We've got it so good here in America. You know, we don't face many of the persecutions that our brothers and sisters around the world deal with on a daily basis. And I think it's hard to remember exactly what opportunity you have right here in the South Bay Church, right here at Lawndale High School. The freedoms you had to get here, the freedoms you had to choose what you wanted to eat for breakfast. There's a fundamental element to what we're able to do, and that's from God. That's, that's him saying, I trust you with this. But like some of these stories, in certain parts of the world, we don't have that freedom. You couldn't go and have a Bible study with someone just randomly going up to them and inviting them out to, to your Bible talker. There's some loopholes. There's some ways you would have to do things. There's a different sort of dependence on God you need to exercise. And, and that's important. It's important because it's a different battle. What's our battle here? Our battle is a little different. Our canvas is a little different. Our goal is the same, but our struggle is different. Here in America, we deal with what? Overindulgence, gluttony. Have it your way. If it's not my way, I am giving you problems. Right? If there's too much traffic, I'm agitated. If I didn't feel good this morning, maybe I'm not decide not to come to church. This society, this culture puts a lot on us because it says you can have it your way. You can do whatever you want. But I'm thankful as Christians that God gives us a lot. And the Bible talks a lot about the freedom we have. True freedom. True liberty in Christ. Um, I want to show you this video as an example of what we might do as Americans here. I don't know about your Thanksgiving dinners, but usually there's way too much food. Right? Way too much food. And you know it ahead of time. You know going into it what's going to happen. So it's no surprise. But we say this is our freedom to do this. This is what builds our family time. This is what's going to keep life going. So take a look at this clip um, from an online, uh, online culinary place called Epic. A 70,000, 80,000, 8,000 grams of fat culinary delight. That's a meal right there. That's some meat. That's some carne. 70,000 calories for you, Steve. All yours. 8,000 grams of fat. How much time on the treadmill will that take? Right? But that's what, that's what we're about. We're about taking what God has given us and overindulging it. Going too far. Going too far. Your, your house may not be that extreme, but if you're like me, there's lots of small ways you act the same way. There's lots of ways. Yeah, you know you're not out there doing it as bad as the world, but you, you compromise. You don't, you don't see it exactly how God designed it, exactly for us to be free. Take a look in Galatians 5. We're going to talk a little bit about how God did plan for this to be. Because the church in Galatia had a lot of issues concerning freedom. So Paul talked a lot about it because they didn't know where it came from. They were, they were confused. 
They thought they had to earn their way. They were a little legalistic. So Paul's in a special mission field where he's teaching people that freedom is only through Christ. And that there's no other way except through him. There's no achievement. There's no special status. So take a look at this scripture in Galatians 5, um, verse 13. It says, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but not to use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. No more burden a burden a burden a burden a burden a burden a pig. He says, serve one another, but serve them in love. Don't serve them in, in, in overindulgence. Don't serve them in gluttony. Serve them in love. He says, go back to the cross. The cross is, is, is a love story. It's not, it's not your spiritual checklist. Um, in Philippians 3:17 through 21, I think it describes kind of our situation. If we look at our, ourselves in America and some of the issues we face, it says, Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before and now, tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. And his glorious body is free. It's really free. I'm grateful we're a part of a church where we know where our citizenship is. Like it says in verse 20, our ID lists heaven as its home. That's why we put so much effort in trying to um, sharpen each other We put so much effort into helping each other stay on that straight and narrow path because we're tempted by the world to go astray. We're tempted by the world to do the exact opposite. You know, how are you going to use this freedom that you have? What will you do with your freedom? You do have a choice. In Galatians 5, verse 1, I think it's the theme scripture. It says... It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. This is the obstacle we face. Yeah, we're free. We can choose. But are we free to the extent that Christ wants us to be free by? The kind of freedom God wants for us is not bought by earthly means. It's dependable. You can believe and stand firm in full assurance of its promises. This freedom has no boundaries and does not carry the burden of slavery. And slavery isn't always shackles and chains. Slavery is a mindset. Slavery is not your stereotypical slave and master. I do exactly what he says. I have no life. It's, it's, there's different levels of slavery that Satan tries to tempt us with. And the slavery of our mind is one of the, is one of the most effective ways Satan tries to take away our freedom. He says, he says in... Um, He says in verse 2, he says, Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. 
you have fallen away from grace. Christ's grace and His abundance of it is what allows us to be imperfect and still know God. It allows us to enter the throne of grace with confidence. It's because of Christ. You know, I don't know how many people here come from a Jewish um, background or, or descent, but I studied with a rabbi before I became a disciple. And, you know, one of the first things they taught me was before you exercise your faith, there's, a, there's a, quite a few things I had to memorize. There were quite a few rules and regulations that were deemed equally as important to everything else. And, and I said, you know what, this sounds good. Memorizing scripture is great. You know, going to church, studying, giving your life that way is great. But, but what happened over time was, and what easily can happen is, you take away from the relationship and the intimacy. And you replace it with your spiritual checklist. What is that checklist for you? Do you go to midweeks? Do you go to Bible talks? Do you come to church? Those are all great. They're awesome. But where is your heart? And how is your love for God? How sensitive to you? How sensitive to God are you for his, for his grace and the mercy he extends to us? I couldn't imagine what it would be like without God's grace. Without the freedom that he talks about here. In verse 6 in Galatians 5 it says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Paul knew that if they didn't choose faith and embrace Christ's love, they were missing out on the most important part of being a Christian. Real freedom. Real freedom. You know, I'm not, I'm not exempt from, from the trappings of this world. I'm not exempt from, from thinking, you know, you've been doing this for a while, and you've got your routine, you've gone through the motions, but, but your heart can, can disconnect sometimes. And I think as a guy, it's even harder for me to understand what that's like because it takes me a while to process what I'm feeling. I've heard that from, from a lot of sisters. Jay, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you, how, how's your walk? And I, I give them this answer and I said, you know, I really don't know. I really don't understand what it means to, to, to feel that, usually until it's too late. So I'm trying to get better at that. But there's a couple ways that Satan has held me bondage. There's a couple ways Satan has gone after reducing me to being a slave. Some characteristics of this freedom. It says, the need to be accepted. I think I struggle with wanting to be accepted. Wanting to be accepted by, by anyone. It's an, it's an insecurity. It's a feeling that, that I have because I forget that I'm already accepted by Christ. I forget so easily that what Christ thinks to me is the only thing that matters. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Jesus called us to be free. He approved of us how we were so that we could be free in him. And if you don't know him, if you're not a, if you're not a Christian, if you don't understand this, this, this freedom aspect, then I encourage you to find out what it means to be free. To ask someone to share their story, to share the scriptures, 
to have the real freedom God wants us to have. The need for peace. I needed peace. I still do at times. I still wake up and still feel like, ah, oh, my head is, is, is unraveling. I'm, I'm, I'm in a frenzy sometimes doing things. But, but neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation in verse 15 and 16. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule. I have nothing to prove. We have nothing to prove. God's done that part for us. He's proved, he proves himself faithful to us. But we have to choose that freedom. That freedom. So what's the, what's the flip side of this? What will you choose? What's the other option? Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That sounds pretty good to me. That sounds, that sounds like the ideal life, the ideal situation. And this is exactly what Christ has promised us. He's promised us these things, um, and he said these are the fruits that will come out of your life when you really are set free from Christ. He says, he says Paul says earlier, if we should just remember the poor, the very thing I've been eager to do all along. He's talking about a life filled with faith expressing itself through love. So true freedom is living the true walk. Serving the poor is part of that freedom. It's the opportunity we get through Christ to give back. It's the opportunity we get. There's so many brothers and sisters here who, who express themselves in different ways. Some people, I, 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 love, I love hanging out with Marco and sharing my faith. I love being, I love being in a crowd of people around disciples who, who go up with no intimidation and, they, and they, can, they go up to the biggest, strongest guy and tell him about Jesus. You know, my knees shake a little bit. They say, are you sure you want to do that? How about this person or how about that person? I love being around people who can't wait to figure out how to go serve the poor or who remind me and send me texts about going to Skid Row. I feel like that's, that's real freedom. Real freedom is the ability and it's the, it's the assurance of, that giving back really is life. The cause of freedom is the cause of God. I want to challenge you this morning to choose freedom. To proclaim freedom. To decide right here before you leave that with the choice and with the opportunities you have, you're going to make the most of it. The Christian life is to be, it's to be enjoyed. It's a life to the full. Paul talks about in Galatians that that this freedom is, is, is the very thing that they're fighting against is the very thing they need the most. I think it's the very thing we need the most. To get, our, to get our needs met as we do what Jesus did, as we imitate him. We're doing a great job of that now. But I want to encourage you to choose freedom and make the decision that you're going to choose God this morning. Take a look at this last quote. From William Bowles, and he wrote, he, he mentioned this quote. He says, First, the cause of freedom is the cause of God. But there's a, there's a story behind that quote. He said this quote in the midst of facing death. 
He said this quote because he waited till the end to realize that the cause of God was really what it was about in the first place. He said it because he had very few other options. If you've been around someone who's, who's at the end, it's a sobering feeling. God's given us the chance now to decide to exercise that and live life to the full, being totally free in Christ. Choose freedom. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we are grateful for every opportunity. God, we're grateful for every, every chance that we get. Lord, we don't deserve it. God, we know that, Lord, we know that in and within itself, God, we're, we're, we're doomed. But we do have true freedom in you, God. We do have freedom from expectations, freedom from, um, from, from worry, God, freedom from anxiety. God, we have true peace, God, through you. God, I pray that you would help us to remember that when times get tough. I pray that you would help us to remember that when the world says otherwise. God, I pray that we would draw confidence and draw near to you when our freedom seems challenged the most. God, I pray that we would see our brothers and sisters in heaven. Lord, I pray that we would be those good and faithful servants, Lord, who live life to the full. God, please be with each person, Lord, and I pray that you would move in our hearts and help us to meditate on the cost of that freedom and what we will do with our freedom once we leave. It's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. God bless.